0: Welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. For true followers of Jesus, it is important that we live wisely in this wicked world. Would you agree with me that this world is topsy-turvy, upside down, inside out? It is a tough old world, and it's wicked out there, and it is hostile to believers in general. As I said uh, earlier in previous podcasts, uh, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ has always been countercultural, uh, except in those times when uh, the culture accepted them, and th- that wasn't necessarily a good thing for the church. So, as we're talking about living wisely in this wicked world, we're looking at uh, some passages in the New Testament book of James. On the previous two podcasts, you'll find them as Podcast 218 and Podcast 219, we talked about how important wisdom is, and we talked about how important works are and and we explained that in some detail. So if you didn't hear those two podcasts, I would encourage you to go back and listen again, podcasts 218 and 219. But today, James deals with an often overlooked issue for believers who desire to live in a wise, Christ-honoring way. This often overlooked issue can be summarized in James chapter 1, verse 26. And it says this If anyone thinks himself to be religious, and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. And there it is. It's all about the tongue and bridling the tongue. But actually, it's about even more than that. And we're going to see what that is here in uh, this uh, book of James. Uh, Bridle the tongue equals, in today's language, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. And I think that's a message that needs to go out not to the unbelieving world, I want to say that again, not to the unbelieving world. It needs to go out to the church of Jesus Christ. We need to learn what it means to bridle our tongue, to watch our mouth. James chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 sound the warning. And I'm going to read those verses and then we're going to go through them for a moment. So listen to the Word of God, would you please? James chapter 3 verse 1 says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment if i could just stop there and say when you talk about bridling the tongue and the use of the tongue about what comes out of our mouth god is saying here through james the people that bear a greater responsibility are those of us who are up front teaching others What a great privilege and honor it is, but what an amazing and and heavy responsibility it is. And it's very clear here that what comes out of our mouth as teachers, uh, we incur a stricter judgment. There's going to be a standard against which we are measured in terms of our faithfulness and in terms of the words that we speak. And those words cannot be words of, of heresy, words of false doctrine. We have got to be very careful. Uh, those of us who stand up front and preach and teach, we've got to be careful. We're held to a stricter judgment. Verse 2 says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now look, uh there, James is saying, look, we all stumble in many ways, and, and if we didn't stumble, we'd be perfect. And, and we know that no one other than Jesus, no man, no human other than Jesus is perfect. And so he's saying, look, uh, uh, we have got to be careful we have got to be on guard we all stumble in other words listen up what's coming is really important what I'm about to say about watching your mouth is extremely important we all struggle in these areas and none of us are perfect in these areas if we could if we could uh, if we could guard our tongue and keep it in check we'd be able to keep the whole body in check and and uh, that's not something that happens we stumble so verse 3 and we'll read verse verses 3 through the first part of verse 5, say this, Now, if we put the bits into horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. They are so great and driven by strong winds, yet they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things." Here we're given uh, the examples of the power of the tongue. And the first example is a horse. A big, beautiful, powerful horse can be controlled by a bit that's put in his mouth. A large a huge ship on the ocean. Uh, that ship can be turned by a small rudder. That thing that's in the water, uh, connected to to uh, something that st- steers it. Uh, that that rudder can cha- can that small rudder can direct that whole ship. And so also is the tongue. There's power in the tongue. That small little piece of flesh in our mouth, that tongue can, uh, it can do some um, amazing things. It can do some awful things. Verses uh, 6b, the last part of verse 6, I'm sorry, verse 5 through verse 6 says this, Uh, "...see how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity, the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell." Wow, that's some strong language there. And what he says is, as we saw in those previous verses, the power of the tongue to control things, it it has such a fiery, destructive potential. The tongue has a fiery, destructive potential. You know, that, that old uh, saying that we used to say <clears throat> as elementary children, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Let me tell you, we were daring each other to, to, uh, to say rude things to each other, and it was a childish game. Not a good one, but a childish game. But that is not true. Sticks and stones will break your bones, and the bones will heal much more quickly than the destructive words that come out of our mouth. They can can dig deep. They can rip apart relationships. They can tear apart nations and bring on wars that kill thousands upon thousands of people. The tongue has such a fiery, destructive potential. And James is warning us about that. And he goes on to elaborate in verses 7 and 8. And he says this, For every species of beasts, birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. That little bitty piece of flesh in our mouth, that that uh, that fiery destructive thing is untameable. We can tame wild animals, but not the tongue. Think about that. Now this is getting to be pretty negative, but stick with me. We're going somewhere. Verses 9 to 12 talk about the double-talking tongue. Verse 9 says, with it, the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father and with it, We curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh In other words, you can't have it both ways. You can't have blessing and cursing coming out of the same mouth. It happens sometimes, but it's not right and it cannot be. And ultimately, it can't go on. It is you know one or the other is wrong, and so if, if the, the the cursing, so to speak, and I'm not talking about just saying swear words, four letter words, but but the kinds of nastiness that come comes out of the mouths of human beings, if it if it keeps pouring out, any blessing is actually not legitimate. It's not real, and so here's the ultimate issue. Luke chapter 6 verse 43 lays it out and lays it out very clearly. Luke 6:43 says, "The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart." His mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Another place it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so the issue is the tongue, yes, but the ultimate issue is the heart. I used to say this, even though it's not anatomically correct, the tongue is connected directly to the heart. And it's it's not... Uh, correct in terms of our body and, and our anatomy, but it is correct in terms of our spiritual condition, in terms of our emotional condition. The tongue is directly connected to the heart, and what is in the heart is broadcast through the tongue. That's the truth. The heart is the inner man, the seat of the inner man. It's where our, our, our intellect is, it's where our uh, emotions are, it's where our will is, our thinker, our feeler, our chooser, right in the heart. And we are told in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verse, tw- I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, we're told to watch over it, to guard our heart, for out of it comes all the issues of life. Everything comes right out of the heart. And so, if we've got this untamable tongue, this thing with all this fiery, destructive potential, what do we do with it? How do we handle it as believers? The solution is very clearly laid out in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And do not get drunk or con- under the control of the influence of wine, f- for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be under the influence, under the control of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19 says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, with your heart. When we are under the control of the Holy Spirit, uh, living in the power of the Holy Spirit, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, then we're able to speak to one another these good things. We're able to sing uh, to the Lord right out of our heart. Verse 20 says, always giving thanks for all things. We're able to, to speak words of gratitude. That's the key. It is surrendering to the power and the direction and the control of the Holy Spirit. And and listen, the Holy Spirit directs us and controls us through the Word of God that He's written. It's it's getting in the Word and allowing the Word to saturate us and then allowing the Spirit to empower us to obey the Word. And as we do that, the, the tongue can be controlled. We can pray the prayer of Psalm 141, verse 3. I'm going to repeat that. I want you to write it down. I want you to go look it up. I want you to mark it in your Bible. Psalm 141 verse 3 says, set a guard before the door of my lips. Uh, and that's what we need to pray, Lord. Set a guard before the door of my lips. Uh, help me not to speak the wrong things. Ephesians 4 29 says, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Corrupt, awful, evil, vile communication, but that which is good for edifying or building up one another. And so we need to hear the words and heed the words of the Word of God in this area. Watch your mouth. uh, That is the charge, the warning that we're given here in James. And if we're going to watch our mouth, we have to check our heart and make sure that heart is surrendered to the precious Holy Spirit. Remember, the mouth ultimately reflects the heart. Until next time, God bless.